All right, News Roundup, Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show. Uh, we'll get to your calls this half hour, 800-941-SEAN. I want to go back the stupidity and the utter ignorance. I mean, um, uh, we, we, we think the Taliban is acting businesslike and professional. You mean when they're decapitating people and, and chopping their heads off? Or when they're killing 9- and 10-year-olds? And now girls can't go to school, as I predicted that would happen. Or that when they're beating women... Uh, are they professional as they're shooting people in the sh- broad daylight in the streets in the head? Is that all professional and businesslike? You know, and then and uh, Blinken lecturing them on the new government does not have enough inclusiveness. They're being very professional and businesslike, murdering anybody they don't like. And we still have Americans trapped behind enemy lines. And Joe Biden, we're, we have all the leverage, he said. Another lie. We're going to make sure that the Taliban upholds their commitments to allow people to leave. We have leverage. No, you don't, Joe. Here's what he said. Together, we are joined by over 100 countries that are determined to make sure the Taliban upholds those commitments. It will include ongoing efforts in Afghanistan to reopen the airport, as well as overland routes, allowing for continued departure to those who want to leave and deliver humanitarian assistance the people of Afghanistan. The Taliban has made public commitments broadcast on television and radio across Afghanistan on safe passage for anyone wanting to leave, including those who worked alongside Americans. We don't take them by their word alone, but by their actions. And we have leverage to make sure those commitments are met. Let me be clear, leaving August the 31st is not due to an arbitrary deadline. It was designed to save American lives. All right, there's Joe Biden. Now, in Pennsylvania, a guy that had run for governor previously, his name is Scott Wagner. uh, And anyway, he's he's a big supporter of the troops, apparently, and um, met a lot of veterans that have served in Afghanistan, Iraq, and other places. and, And he's met those people like we have met them sacrifice their bodies, you know, come back with, you know, missing limbs, legs, arms. And, you know, I know a lot of them are today asking why and Americans left behind enemy lines. Anyway, he was a uh, he he says, you know, he decided to do something about it to make a point. So he spent about 15 grand and he took to the highways and byways of central Pennsylvania he rented out a dozen big billboards as people are driving. They can see it. And the billboards depict Joe Biden dressed in Taliban garb, holding a rocket propelled grenade. And it bears the phrase making the Taliban great again. And he joins us now. Mr. Wagner, thank you for being with us. I know you've gotten a lot of comments on this, a lot of favorable comments. Uh, you do have a few detractors, as I'm sure you're aware. There, there are a few out there, but I would say the the support has been overwhelming uh, regarding the boards. Listen, at the end of the day, uh, we've all we, we're all talking about it. I, I just listened on your show. I hear it on on on, on other uh, sh- uh, shows out there. Why in the world would the United States leave 200 aircraft and 75,000 vehicles and weapons and ammo and explosives in Afghanistan? Uh, and the, by the, the way, that's Taliban, Scott. That's not the worst of it. Possession. Scott, he abandoned our fellow Americans, hundreds of them, that's, thousands well, of green that, card holders, and all of our Afghan allies. Correct. Correct. 
Well, I think he, President Biden has has really um, he, he's made us look foolish on the world stage. He's, he's actually made us look like cowards. And and the Taliban, I think, were being interviewed earlier this week, and they made a comment or statement that you know they ran the U.S. military out of Afghanistan, and you know it's their country, and they won. And and then you know somebody was talking earlier about. You know, all the young people that were born over the last 18 years, you know, all the freedoms they've had, they, they, the Taliban do not believe in women's rights. I mean, this is, this is a very, very bad situation that has been created that could have been avoided. And it boils down to leadership. And when, if, if President Biden had realized that, that, you know, maybe there was another path and maybe he could have slowed things down, you know, done things, he should have done that, but he didn't do that. He was just so hell-bent on rushing to get us out of Afghanistan, and I think it's ego and lack of information that's it's going to be it's going to prove out to be very bad for our country. We're going to see. Hey, I don't think there's a lack of information, Scott. Listen, I I know from every source I have, we didn't have an intelligence failure here, Scott. The the CIA pulled out seven weeks prior to this all this Adam Schiff show happening. We knew what was happening. They were telling them in detail daily what was happening. So it's not an intelligence failure. It's a policy failure. And it, it, and, and it's predicated on a level of stupidity. I have a hard time wrapping my mind around. You know, you could have safely withdrawn every American, every family member, every green card holder, every Afghan ally, and all of our military equipment safely when you had control of Kabul. You could have done it in April, May, June, July. And even though the Taliban was taking over large geographical areas, they, you know, Joe Biden didn't lift a finger to stop them or to, or to speed up the withdrawal if he was so hell-bent on it. Correct, correct. Well, I think I think there was a lot of we. Well, number one, I, th- I watched Condoleezza Rice on on TV, former Secretary of State, you know, with with the Bush administration on one of the shows on Sunday. She said one of probably one of the one of the biggest losses for us now as a country is we don't have people on the ground there. We have no we have no intelligence, and I think we had. Listen, the military people that were over there, they know what's going on. But I, when I talk about lack of information, you know. You know, Joe Biden surrounded him. He surrounds himself with career people, you know, and a lot of them are swamp people, so to speak. And they just their career. They work in the federal government. And and I think that that the the information probably from the Pentagon, from the military didn't get or whatever. I don't know. But this is a. I mean, it's pretty amazing when, Sean, you turn on the TV and you can see the Taliban riding in U.S. manufactured armored personnel carriers. And there's a, there's a company in York, York, Pennsylvania that makes those, those, uh, those, uh, armored personnel vehicles. And I'm pretty sure that I saw several that were made in York, Pennsylvania, the Taliban are ride, riding around on them. I mean, is Joe Biden going to, is he going to like set up a program to sell spare parts to the Taliban for all the equipment we left there? I mean, what's well, this guy going to well, do Well, they're now? telling us they're businesslike and professional, and you're reading the reports as I am about the, the people that are getting their heads chopped off and shot in the head and murdered and the beatings on tape of women and the rights being taken away of everyone, and there's no way to get our fellow Americans out. We don't have a plan, and it's 34 days later. Uh, are you planning to get any more of these billboards up, or is this just a, a one-time statement? What are your plans? 
Well, Sean, it's interesting. I had a call from someone from Las Vegas yesterday asking if I could get artwork. Uh, I called our billboard company. He's going to supply the artwork. And they came back and said, well, I've had probably a dozen uh, requests in other states for, for artwork to be sent out for boards going up. Yeah, there are, there are going to be more boards going up and it's starting to, it's starting to spread across the country. People were, people get it. And, and I think if there's, listen, if there's anybody, I'm not running for any political office, so I'm not going to, I ran, I was in the state senate, ran for governor, and I'm, I'm, I'm done being politically correct. At the end of the day, if you think that, 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 this is such a wonderful thing that the president has done, and Afghanistan is going to be such a great country. Well, why don't you just get on an airplane, and I'll be willing to buy a one-way first-class ticket to anybody that wants to go to Afghanistan and live there and just see what it's really like. Oh, I'm sure there, there's going to be a lot be... of takers of that incredible offer. The amazing thing yeah. is is we have retired special ops, Navy SEALs, you know, 82nd Airborne guys that are behind enemy lines. They're trying their hardest, and I don't want to talk more about it. But, uh, Scott, uh, I'm going to watch for it. Uh, I could see this is going viral in every state over time, and you're making a very strong point. Joe Biden has blood on his hands. That's all there is to it, because this was Absolutely. preventable. Thank you Absolutely. for being with us. 800-941-SHAWN if you want to be a part of the program. All right, quick break. We'll come back. We'll get to the phones. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. Um, listen, you've heard about me talk about my love for all things MyPillow, MyPillow products. Look, I love the premium MyPillow, the Giza Dream Sheets made from the world's best cotton, the MyPillow mattress topper. I love it all. Well, now Mike Lindell spent two years to develop my slippers. Now, these slippers are made with a three-tier cushioning system, two layers of MyPillow foam, and a layer of impact gel to help prevent fatigue and offer all-day comfort. These slippers can be worn all day long, indoors, outdoors. It's made from high-quality leather. And trust me when I say you need these extremely durable yet comfortable slippers. Now, you, my listeners, you'll get 50% off, but you have to go to the Sean Hannity Square when you go to MyPillow.com. There are other deep discounts on other great products. Or you can call and mention my name at 800-919-6090. But for the sleep you want, the sleep you need, crave, desire, and deserve, I'll just go to MyPillow.com, Sean Hannity Square. If you're ready to get out of the media spin room, you've come to the right place. This is the Sean Hannity Show. As we continue to our telephones, we go. Amy is in Illinois. Amy, how are you? Happy Friday. Thanks for being with us. Hi, Sean. Thanks for having me. What's on your mind today? Um, so I know you mentioned um, the other day about um, COVID and uh, Regeneron. And I'm a nurse out here in Illinois, and we actually give these uh, Regeneron infusions. Um, we do about five or six a day, depending on, you know, our staffing. And, um, I mean, everyone that qualifies has just done great with it. So, Ron DeSantis now, very cleverly, because we have breakthrough cases, right? Breakthrough meaning fully vaccinated people that are getting COVID. So, he set yeah, up he set up this these monoclonal antibody centers, like with Regeneron. Eli Lilly has their version of it. 
all around the state for people that either have a breakthrough case or they didn't get vaccinated and have taken within 24, 48 hours. The results have been phenomenal. Now, what's amazing, even the Associated Press and, um, you know, and others have pointed out as it relates to this, that if taken early, it seems to show a lot. Ron DeSantis has been vindicated. A national, I'm sorry, it was National Review today that Ron DeSantis, he was castigated for using Regeneron's monoclonal antibody treatment. Now it's all over the state and it's saving lives. The Washington Post, you know, none of none of this was a problem uh, doing it. Apparently, there's plenty of it. And now you literally have Biden playing games with Regeneron. And they're now talking about limiting states like Florida's use of monoclonal antibodies. And I just I cannot believe that the science again is being ignored. Because we keep getting lectured with the mantra, follow the science. Well, the science is showing that it's helping people as a therapeutic, vaccinated and unvaccinated. And, you know, to be honest, we were probably the most outspoken. This, You know, for Joe Biden only mentioned it a, the first time last week. Donald Trump nearly had COVID a year ago and he used Regeneron and it worked for him. And it worked for Chris Christie and Rudy Giuliani and Ben Carson and so many others. So I'm I'm having a hard time understanding why they would limit it, except that they're playing politics again with COVID. Is that there? Was that what they're doing? I don't know. I mean, that's that's exactly it. I mean, like I said, we do these infusions all of the time. We hear back from patients here and there, you know, and they're vaccinated or unvaccinated. And they absolutely within, like you said, 24, 48 hours, they are feeling so much better. They are, you know, they're actually, you know, saying like, hey, you know, my wife came down with COVID. Can she get this infusion? I mean, our phones ring off the hook for people to try to get in for this medication. And now we are doing it for those with a positive COVID test, as well as those that are kind of higher risk that have been exposed. So even though they test negative, they can still get this infusion if they qualify and if they've been exposed to COVID. And like I said, it's just... It's been amazing for, you know, what we give it for. And we've been doing it for a couple of months now. And we've had absolutely no problems with it. We have had the only really side effect that I've heard of, and this is very rare, is just, you know, a slight headache, which, you know, typically just ibuprofen, Tylenol, and it goes away. So I'm not really sure why they would ever, you know, want to limit this or, you know, say, hey, like, let's hold back, especially if it's working. You know, I, look, I, I always put in this caveat to talk to your doctor. What I've been told is if you get a positive test to get it early, the earlier you take, get it, the better the results. Has that been your experience as a nurse? Correct. So, correct. so typically what we do is the patient um, has that, you know, if they are doing it, if they have COVID within 10 days of the onset of symptoms, the, like you said, the quicker that they get it, the better that they feel. But it is, they do have a 10-day window per our policy. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people are, you know, do qualify for it. Um, you can, you know, you have to have a BMI greater than 25, which, you know, these days not really hard to do. Uh, you have to have some type of tell, medical Tell me about it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Joe Biden's giving me <laughs> high blood pressure, too. I'm a candidate. Yeah. 
Exactly. High blood pressure is one of the qualifiers. If you have heart disease, if you are taking any type of medication for heart disease, if you have respiratory disorders, if you have cancer, if you have substance abuse disorder, if you are a current or a former smoker, you qualify. If you, you know, have history of diabetes, you qualify. So all of these qualifications makes it very easy and likely that you can absolutely get this infusion. And I mean, who wouldn't want to feel better within 24, 48 hours? hours you know of feeling bad so i only because of the constraints of time i've got to let you go but i do want to say one thing before i let you go thank you for all that you and every nurse and every frontline responder in the medical community has done for all of us because you've been diving on covid bombs from day one and i don't think people really appreciate the the stress of going to work every day around covid all over the place uh, so you guys have been heroic in all of this. And again, I tell people, if you get it, you get a positive test, call your doctor immediately and ask them about Regeneron monoclonal antibodies. Ask them. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I know what I would do. Anyway, uh, we appreciate it, Amy. God bless you and people like you. You're, you're, uh, you're amazing. You've been heroic. Quick break. Right back. 25 to the top of the hour on this Friday, 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, we followed the story yesterday. Linda, I don't know if you saw last night's TV show. I didn't ask you. We had this young woman who's missing from Long Island, Gabby Petito, and the boyfriend won't, won't, won't cooperate. The father, the mother, stepmother, stepfather, all on my show last night. I'm just, I guess, I guess I'm assuming they were divorced, but the fact everyone, all four of them are on the same page. Where is this girl? He won't answer. Yeah, when I, did you last? When did you last see her? I saw the segment. I thought you did a really good job. It was not an easy interview at all. I don't like doing these interviews. You know me for seventeen years. I don't like doing these interviews because I know how hard this is. It's it's not. It's just I don't think anybody understands how difficult it is to talk to somebody when they're in that dark of a moment. I, I just cannot believe she was last seen August the twenty fourth at a Salt Lake City hotel. A final call to her family was from a national park in Wyoming. And then all of a sudden he shows up, you know, August 30th. They got a text from her phone, apparently from Yosemite. I don't know if they've been able to ping that. I assume they've pinged that by now. It's her van. He shows up home on September the 1st in Northport, Florida with the with her van. And, you know, the parents file a missing persons report. Finally, where the hell is she? And this boyfriend won't won't talk to them. I just can't believe it. I really can't. And um, it's very very sad. And I think what we saw last night was people who have, even though they've decided to live their very different lives separately, you know, they came together because their child is missing, and still nothing from this guy. Absolutely nothing. You know, now there are protesters apparently gathered around this guy's home and carrying signs urging him to speak to the police and i guess he's just decided he's i guess hired a lawyer and won't but talk why to hasn't anybody. the lawyer spoken out that's what i don't understand like if he's your not, clients he refuses innocent, to cooperate with the family with strange. the he retained a lawyer if you have nothing to hide why would you why would you do this and i'll be honest even if you did can you not i i don't know i i, I have a hard time understanding soullessness here that that is heartless. That is cruel. That is that is cold. That is just 
It is. It's the it's the lowest point of humanity when you can. It's it's really sad because I was thinking earlier you were talking to Scott Wagner, you know, and mentioned, and even when you talked to to Doctor Jackson, and you know, we've got nine and ten year olds being beheaded, pregnant women being killed in the street, women being subjected to a life of servitude and and, and sexual slavery, and this is our new. This is our present day. This is what has. You know, I try to explain this to my kids because they don't. They, they haven't lived in my world. Like I never lived in my father's world. I never. Do I understand the best I possibly can? Growing up poor in the depression as he did. Now as an adult, mature adult that has you know read history extensively, or his four years in a in a tiny bunk in the Pacific fighting World War Two. Um, and an understanding working every day, every weekend as a waiter when I'm growing up and, and, and keeping a part time job or my mom as a prison guard working double shifts every day. Yeah, now I appreciate it. And I know I become a broken record to my kids. You know, my kids. And uh, but I'm not going to stop. And I sent both my kids this article and, you know, to start a conversation about it. And just to say, guys, you don't understand. You don't get it yet. One day they'll get it, but there's real evil in this world, and you gotta anticipate it, and you but always see, Sean, gotta be aware. I think your kids do get it now. You know, like yeah, go ahead. I do. You know, they're older now, and you know, we were talking about this, you know, earlier. You know, kids are funny once they get out into the real world and they see. Because I mean, obviously, you know, my son is only six years old, but I try to protect him from all things, and he asks me tons of questions about things that he sees. You know, if he passes by the news or something, he hears at school. Yeah, or, you're, you know. you're, you're a far worse helicopter mom than I was a helicopter <laughs> dad because you won't even give little Liam a, a happy meal to make him happy. Uh, well, one day, yeah. I'm just going to borrow him for like a, an hour. Oh, yeah? You, know you want to take my son for an hour? You want to babysit? I'd love to. Uncle Sean's going to babysit? Do we have this on tape? We need to tape this. This is going to be amazing. Do it. I, I'd I'm so going to throw this up at you. All right, Fantastic. Yeah, I'll give you some available weekends. I've got plenty to do. I just, I, 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 die, 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 die. You're excited, I'd right? <laughs> I would love to. Okay. I'd be great at it. He would have a great time with, with his I'm Uncle Sean. I'm sure you would. Okay. Well, okay. It's really not that hard. You take him to oh, McDonald's. Oh, it's not that hard. You take him to McDonald's, you get him a happy meal. Then you take him to the toy store, uh-huh. and you get him toys. Then, uh-huh. if depending how much time I have, then uh-huh. you go out in the backyard, and you play catch. And okay. then you play football. Then, okay, and then after that you go swimming. If you have, if you have, oh, I guess I'll go in your swim spa. All but right, whatever. so I'll see you on Sunday after church. We'll just set this up. It sounds great. Well, the problem is you live in three <laughs> states. You live three <laughs> states apart from me. I, you know, getting to your house is. I didn't. I didn't know that there were certain parameters we were operating within. I mean, I just thought you. No, were you have to bring them like, to me. Oh, I. Oh, 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 of course, because that's incredibly convenient. Thank you. That's I knew there was a catch. Kn- Everything else is minor detail. Uh, oh, Jackson is in detail. Illinois. Hey, Jackson, what's up? Happy Friday. Hey, Sean. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for having me on your show. What's going on? Yeah, so I'm a 20-year-old college student, and I'm in Illinois, as you said. And I just want to say a couple points basically surrounding just political ideals I'm experiencing and stuff that's being pushed on me from a day-to-day basis. So I have some professors and students I interact with that, of course, you know, you know, tend to lean left, and that's to be expected. But when Marxism, CTR socialism and all those ideologies are being taught as a positive, that's when I personally have an issue. And so actually I pulled one sentence from a textbook just so you and your audience can kind of get an idea. And so it reads on January 12th, 
2018, President Trump described Haiti and black countries in Africa as asshole countries. And it goes on to say his crude pronouncement can only be interpreted as dog whistle politics, which camouflages both his racist hostility for black people, as well as his belief that these countries are inferior in social and economic structures in comparison to the U.S., so personally, let me, let me, me give you some advice, because you're not the only student to ask me, how do you deal with indoctrination? How do you yeah. deal now? And I have a, a, I have a I have a an answer that I give to people like yourself. If you want to disagree, here's the problem. I don't know what your career goals are. If you want to get to medical school, if you want to get to law school, if you want to get to a good MBA program or a business school and you need good grades and you can't afford to risk getting a bad grade. There's no shame in playing the game and and regurgitating back every stupid liberal socialist thing that the teacher wants you to give back. It's actually and, and really as long as you know that. you're playing the game and you have a bigger, broader goal, career goal in mind. Um, I get it. You know, sometimes you you just got to understand that you're playing a game. As long as you know in your heart that this is you know whatever the indoctrination is that you disagree with it and you're going to be a free thinker. And you're not going to let them change your conservative viewpoints, assuming that's what you're you're saying you have conservative viewpoints. OK, now the other option is and I did this at a class, a political science class at NYU when I was going there. And the teacher said right up front, I'm a, I'm a Marxist. And we ended up fighting the whole. You know, well, I got an A on the midterm. It was a midterm final class. Ended up getting the lowest grade I ever got in college, which is like a C or a C plus. I forget. And. The whole class then became me and this guy debating about Ronald right. Reagan. And, you know, I had fun with it. And then he hated me by the end of it and gave me a crappy grade. I didn't fail the midterm, uh, the final. And I just I was actually a pretty good student, you know, usually a dean's list student even. So, you know, it's it's I don't know what your career goals are. And well, if you, if, if you just know there's a risk if you push back. And you say, well, what about this? And what about that? And you challenge the professor. A lot of these professors don't like being challenged. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, I am a conservative, and my career path is actually criminal justice. So it's kind of interesting that I deal with that. Um, you'd think that. Yeah, um, look, if you want to get to the FBI, for example, if in criminal justice or maybe in the right. intelligence community, I just play the game. Uh, that would be yeah. my advice to my kids. Um I've actually had to give my advice to my kids, and I, get, and I tell them all the time, I don't care what you do. If you want to challenge yeah, them, I'll support you. If you don't want to, I just tell my kids I'll support them. You know, they're, they're their own individuals. One of the things that I've tried to do as a parent, and it's hard in my profession, is keep my kids as far away from what I do as possible, and it's not easy. You know, my, my last name is not exactly welcomed by many people, and so I've got to be careful um, for their sake, and uh, and thank God, knock on wood, I, I I've been blessed. Uh, you know, I have two wonderful kids, and uh, you know, <clears throat> as they get older, we get closer. As I've been telling them for years, I'm not your best friend. I'm your father. I don't want to hear it. And these are the rules, and I'm sticking by my rules. But one day we we can be best friends, hopefully. Once I know they're mature enough that they're going to make right decisions all the time, and then I'll be your best friend. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Sean. Good luck in, good luck in what you. you're doing, my friend. Hang in there. Don't let it don't let it bum you out either. Just do it matter of factly. I wouldn't wouldn't waste a lot of time, you know, getting all worked up on it. Just if you have to play the game, play the game. If you can challenge them and you're willing to take the lower grade, God bless you for doing it. 
But I got to do. Know, Thank you, Sean. So competitive. You try and get into a good law school, good medical school, you know, and or you want to be in the the FBI, CIA. All these grades matter. You can't get a C or a D on your on your transcript. You can't, and so you're stuck. And they've got all the power. Uh, Mark in Louisiana. What's up, Mark? Glad you called. Hey, Sean. Yeah, I'm uh, really fired up to be on. I've, I've written a lot on this at some per- great personal, uh, professional risk. But I want to talk about natural immunity. And uh, I guess start by saying that I'm pro-vaccine. I think sometimes that gets lost in the argument. People hear what they want to hear. But vaccines reduce hospitalizations and deaths in high-risk populations, which is a large percentage of the U.S. due to obesity alone, not to mention the aging baby boomers. So if your risk profile deems you vulnerable, I think you should be vaccinated. I just want to say that right off the bat. But I also want to weigh in on natural immunity and the conspiracy to downplay its efficacy. All data shows that natural immunity to be superior to vaccine immunity. This is important stuff, as I believe the only way we reach herd immunity is through natural immunity with the vaccine reducing the acquisition cost. I mean, we're all looking at the same data here. There are like 15 or 16 studies that all have the same conclusion, natural immunity is superior. Most political debates are more abstract, like racism, the border, wars, etc., So this debate is so strange because we have objective data points to analyze here. At this point, no objective person can deny natural immunity is superior. It's no longer a theory. It's a fact. So then that question becomes, so why has there been a coordinated effort to minimize natural immunity? I think it's easy to think that the authority. Rand Paul has probably been the most outspoken. I don't want to I don't I don't I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm running out of time. It's interesting you bring this up, though, because the guy that developed the technology for mRNA vaccines, the guy's name's Dr. Robert Malone. There was a big piece on him in the Epic Times this week in which he's quoted as saying that even he, remember, he the, the Pfizer technology, the Moderna to shot technology was invented by him. This guy's not a dummy. And anyway, he's a medical doctor, and he said exactly what you're saying. Natural immunity is far superior. Pfizer announced this week, I believe Moderna did as well, that over time, uh, that the efficacy of their vaccine goes down considerably. Uh, Dr. Malone discussed T-cell antibodies, as we've discussed with Rand Paul and others. Again, my advice is always to check with your doctor. And then he cited a study out of Israel that showed the same thing, a dramatically better immunity for people that have natural immunity. In other words, people that had COVID and survived it. And then here's another question you got to ask. Why does the, why do we have to look to other countries to get the data that we need? So like, this is one of my theories as well. And it kind of takes me on which path I want to go down and really dig in further. But like when I feel like when the government has access to large quantities of information and data and that data is not released to the public, that alone is circumstantial evidence that data does not support the narrative. So as a result, the U.S. releases very little data on this stuff. If you're asking me why there's hypocrisy in science and that they don't follow the science or only follow the science when it's convenient for their narrative to follow the science, I can't answer that question. But I think your observations are correct. And again, that's why I tell people to research, to first take it seriously. I've seen the worst of it. To research, to take into account your unique medical history, your unique current medical condition, uh, and to talk to your doctor, your doctors, and then make the decision that's right for you. Uh, I got to run only because of the constraints of time. Thank you for the call. 800-941-SEAN is our number. Look, I, you know that I'm a health nut. Everyone knows I work out every day. I'm still, you know, 
balancing <laughs> uh, little injury that I had here. But anyway, you, that's why we're supposed to consume 10 servings of fruits and vegetables every day. And that's what balance of nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule come in. I don't have the ability to eat 10 servings of fruits and vegetables. I don't know. Maybe you can. I can't. I don't even like them enough to do it. But anyway, Balance of Nature made it their mission to help people like us get the right amount of daily nutrition that helps boost your immune system, that helps fight off, you know, diseases. It helps improve your overall health. Dr. Howard formulated Balance of Nature, says says it best when the chemistry that goes into your body helps the body help itself uh, with whatever it needs to fix or improve. And that's why so many people talk about how much energy they have, less joint pain, for example. Anyway, Linda's mom's been using it for five years. She swears by it. I've been using it now, and I like it. I, I feel a discernible energy difference. And balanceofnature.com is the website. They're offering you 35% off your first year and free shipping. Uh, they have a toll-free number. It's 800-246-8751, 800-246-8751. Or balanceofnature.com, promo code Hannity to save 35%. Breaking news straight from the source. Sean Hannity talks to the people involved in the big news stories every day. Sean Hannity. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern, Fox News. Please set your DVR. Uh, Senator Rand Paul, the great one, Mark Levin, Jason Chaffetz, Reince Priebus, Leo 2.0, Terrell, Joe Concha, Nancy Grace, all coming up. Set your DVR, 9 Eastern, on the Fox News channel. We'll see you tonight. We'll see you back here on Monday. Have a great weekend with the ones you love. And thank you for listening and tuning in at night. You are the ones that make this show possible, and we never forget it. Have a great weekend.